So, Lal, two big articles that you sent my way uh, this past week on Canada's GDP, and it doesn't look good. Canadian labor productivity has dropped for the fourth consecutive quarter. Tell us about this. Well, labor productivity is a measure that doesn't get much in the way of headlines because it's one of those kind of academic things, maybe. But really what it is, is our output per person, the contribution of each of us to the GDP. So it's measured in basically, like I said, GDP divided by number of people. And Canada has done okay when it comes to growth. Um, We've also increased our population. In fact, we went over the 40 million Canadian mark uh, just last last week. Uh, It's wonderful. It is helpful for the future, but we need to grow output on a per capita basis because you can take GDP. Let's say GDP grows by 1%, but the population grows by 2%, you're actually losing GDP per person. And what we've seen in Canada is our GDP per person going down now for, oh, five, six, seven years, lower today than it was in 2017. We just aren't getting the kind of economic growth that we need to maintain a standard of living. And I think we all feel it. But then when you see, oh, GDP is up a little bit, maybe you don't feel so bad. But that's short term. In the long run, Productivity is all that matters. And and why is it specifically Ontario, the GDP per capita is quite low? You say even dismal compared to the rest of the country. Why is that? Well, we are low because we're not necessarily producing things that the rest of the world wants. Mm. Um, if, if you look at across Canada, our GDP is like $55 or uh, $55,000 ahead. Uh, you look at the, the best provinces, Alberta's at 80. Uh, you can look at Newfoundland's at 62. What do they have that the world wants? They have energy. And we don't have energy exports coming from Ontario. And that, that's one of the problems. You know, you look south, you go to the U.S. And these numbers are not in the 50s. They're in the 70s, in the, in the 80s in some respect. But the most productive areas of the U.S., California, uh, one example, Alaska, Texas, uh, they have things that the world wants. They are creating uh, They are creating wealth. And one of the problems in a country that doesn't have good productivity is you're not creating wealth, which will then sustain you into the future. Uh, the job category that grew the most in the past year were government jobs. You, you made a point of highlighting for me, uh, which is also not helping the economy, right? We're not growing in other areas and other sectors. Yeah, exactly. If you look at the, let's call them the creative economy, uh, that's private business, that's small business that drives the GDP of this country. And then you look at the government sector, the government sector doesn't really create jobs, it redistributes wealth, mm. for the most part, it takes it from uh, someone and gives it to someone else in the name of a, a political uh, reason. Uh, if you have high taxes, they impact everyone but in particular it's the small little person who gets who gets dinged the most and we need to get more in effect creativity more productivity out of everyone across the economy and we're growing the government sector which is kind of a uh, oxymoron when it comes to productivity growth yeah how does uh, housing also play a role in this problem this this bigger problem of our gdp being quite low well housing has been the asset that every Canadian has either invested in or wished they did, it is not the most productive asset. I mean, if you you think about 
building a condominium or building a steel plant. Um, a, a steel plant really creates jobs. I'm not saying a condominium doesn't create jobs, but they tie up capital. And capital that's going into housing really isn't all that productive. It's nice. You can live there. But housing is a consumer good as much as it is an investment. On the last 30 years, as we've talked about uh, almost ad nauseum here, mm -hmm. uh, we've seen housing prices go up. But it doesn't mean we've really created wealth that the world wants. We've put money into the pockets of those who you know, were fortunate to have homes. But it's not the kind of thing that you can export that wealth or you can exp export that creativity and have someone else uh, pay for it. So how do we get out of this? Well, there's a gazillion solutions. I think the biggest one, first of all, is to look at our tax structure. Mm. How are we how are we taxing Canadians? Um, we've you know, we've got one of the highest tax rates in the world on income. That doesn't really work. But are we taxing properly? I think that's the number one question. And then the number two question is, how do we redistribute those taxes? What are those tax dollars going to? You know, are they going to build uh, battery plants for Volkswagen? Are they going to fund a uh, polit politician's uh, you know, museum in their local community? Um, are there hotel stays? Maybe our prime minister's hotel stays? Just oh, had to gosh. add that in there. <laughs> Just had to add that in there, Lyle. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, precisely. And, and the big issue, Maggie, is who is holding them accountable? In the private sector, we're getting held accountable. You know, you look at I, I, one of the items this week was the uh, the bread yeah. uh, fine, the $60 million that got uh, uh, fined to Canada Bread for price fixing. Yeah. Well, you know, you read that article that was uh, in one of the papers, you'll see that people lost their jobs over this. There was a real accountability. We don't have that when you carry it over to that uh, to the government sector. Who's accountable for uh, hotel stays all the way up to, you know, museums in, in my local riding? we don't have that. Yeah. And, you know, the other thing that's going on this week, we have an election in Toronto, we have 102 people running for mayor. I mean, who's, and we're going to have a low turnout. Yeah. Low turnout means we're not holding these politicians accountable. People are tired, Lyle. They're weary. And I guess it's our job to hold them accountable, but we don't necessarily feel like our voices are always being heard, right? There is vo voter apathy. Uh, I don't know how you solve that problem. Uh, but I guess my other question to, to this point, too, Lyle, is, uh, you know, all the experts are saying that while we're technically not in a recession, it sure looks like we are in one, essentially. Yeah. And, and that's where I think bringing out the story of declining GDP per person is so important. Mm. Don't get lost in the, you know, the month to month swings in this data point or that data point. Productivity in the long run really makes all the difference in the world. And we need to be on that. We need to, uh, you know, challenge our own productivity at work. We need to challenge in particular, uh, our governments and, you know, our, our corporations as well. The small businesses who are out there, they challenge themselves every day because if it doesn't grow, they shut down and nobody wants that. So we just have to be a little bit more stringent and less politically correct in some respects mm -hmm. don't solve the the immediate political need but look at the national need in other news though it seems like uh even with the interest rates uh increasing canadians are still spending money lyle uh canadian retail spending has picked up 
how would do you think the Bank of Canada is going to respond to the fact that this doesn't seem to seem to bother some Canadians and uh, we're still buying stuff? Oh, man. Yeah, that's a tough one. You know, you hate to say it, but the retail sales number that came up this past week was was a little bit of a shock on the upside. Uh, you'd like to get a little I mean, you hate to say it, you'd like to get a little bit of shock on the downside so that the Bank of Canada can you know, keep their foot off the pedal of yeah. raising interest rates. You know, the Fed's talking about raising 25 basis points. Canada's, you know, now they're talking about going along with it. This number, unfortunately, uh, does that. And 25 basis points is more money out of our pocketbooks to buy things in the future, or even more importantly, to save. 